My name is Haniwa Nadori.、Uh, for most of all, thank you for this chance. Today, I would like to explain about gender equality policy in Japan. I have been engaged in gender equality policy in three times as a national officer. I was over nine years within 33 years of my、uh, national officer's career. The first time from 1982 to 1984, I was the assistant section chief of the Office for Women's Affairs in Cabinet Office. The second time from 1995 to 1999, at that time, I was the chief of the Office for Gender Equality in Cabinet Office. And had been working very hard. I did not know work life balance yet, and <laughs> I was almost a workaholic. In 1995, World, World Women Conference in Beijing, I participated in this Congress as a member of Japanese government delegation. In 1997, the act of establishing the gender Equality Council passed the Diet and it gave the Council permanent status. 1998, Prime Minister Obuchi announced the establishment of the Gender Equality Bureau Cabinet Office. It, it was the only new bureau through Prime Minister Hashimoto's administration reform. In 1999, the Basic Act for Gender Equal Society passed the Diet. It would be right to explain about the Basic Act for Gender Equality Society briefly. This law was、uh, promulgated and enacted on June 23, in 1999. The Act has the preamble, which was added in the House of Councillors, and the main point of the preamble is.、Uh, Realization of gender equal society is undoubtedly the most important challenge that will determine the nature of Japanese society in the 21st century. Definition of、uh, formation of a gender equal society We must always aim at the creation of a gender equal society. The definition of positive action. Positive action in this act targets both men and women equally. Now, positive action for women is the majority, but, the, but in the future, positive action for men will be positive,、uh, possible on the basis of this act. A basis of this act.、Um, basic principles. Article 3、uh, Respect for the human rights of women and men. Article 4, consideration of social systems and、uh, practices. Its reflection of、uh, provisions of the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. Article 5, joint participation in policy planning and decision making. Japanese women, in particular,、uh, lags behind other countries. Article 6, Balancing activities related to family life with other activities need to 
address meant to encourage their active participation. Article 7, International Cooperation. Now, all the students in Japan, all the students in Japan is studying about the basic act for gender equal society at a <coughs> junior high school. Uh, the third period was from 2003 to 6. I was nominated the director of Gender Equality Bureau Cabinet Office. My biggest task was to make the second basic plan for gender equality, and it was very tough work. Political backlash against gender equality. The government parties at that time, the Liberal Democratic Party and the Kometo, Uh, same as now. The Sankei and some TV programs had been campaigning against gender equality policy harshly. Ms. Kuniko Inoguchi, Minister of Gender Equality, and my bureau staff had struggled to make the draft of the second basic plan for gender equality under Abe, Chief Cabinet Secretary, and eventually. It was approved by the Koizumi cabinet in December 2005. But I was able to use only one word of gender and the second, plan, second basic plan for gender equality. My successor made the third basic plan for gender equality in December 2000 and,、uh, 2010. And the Democratic Party. At that time, there were many genders in this plan. Now, I'll move on the situation of Japanese women through the Global Gender Gap Index. Global Gender Gap Index for 2040 by World Economic Forum. Japanese GGI was number 104 in 142 countries and areas. Japanese ranking is very low. Today, new GGI will be announced, but now I use、uh, 2040 index.、Uh, GGI index by the World Economic Forum,、uh, in, Forum in 2006 it provides a framework for capturing the Magnitude and scope of gender basis disparities around the world. Elimination of gender disparity leads to the world economic development. To help elimination gender disparities, it is, it is necessary to provide the data by country and area, or more specific, specifically, the changes. Over time periods. <coughs> GGI,、oh. GGI is calculated based on four、uh, critical areas of inequality. In inequality. One, economic participation and opportunity. Two, educational attainment. Three, health and survival. Four,、uh, political empowerment. This is Japan, Japan shape. In four fields of、uh, parity, the graph shape is complete rhombus, but Japanese shape is far from rhombus. Comparison between Iceland 
Ah,、uh, first place, green line, and Japan red line. Political empowerment. The ranking of politics descended in 129th because of lower number of female congressional representatives and lower number of female cabinet members. Furthermore, there was no female prime minister in the past. Green line is Green line shows the female percentage of the House of Representatives. The blue line shows the female percentage of the House of Councillors. In Japan, the female percentage of prefe、uh, prefecture assembly and of town and village assemblies are very low level. Both have been under 10%. Women want to run for candidate always face opposites from their families. Educational attainment is level of Japanese women's higher education enough. What does being 93rd mean? There are gaps in higher education levels in Japan. In only Japan and Korea, girls are lower than boys. And the comparison of higher education enrollment rate. We can see the difference in the major, ma、uh, majors between girls and boys. In higher education for women in Japan, wasteful. International comparison of employment rate for women by educational background. Even though women exert great efforts to attain. Higher education in Japan, those efforts are not being passed in the society. Japanese society doesn't utilize women with high educational background. Women are not the only ones to blame. Analysis of employment structures by education, age, level, and employment population. Priority area shows full time workers. Look at the below graph. Even if, even if Japanese women graduated university or graduated school levels, they can rarely take full time work after their maternity resignation. According to the title, becomes higher, the percentage of female faculty members becomes lower at every department. And The percentage of female researchers in Japan are the lowest. Next, economic. When does being ranking to 102nd in the economy of GGI? Even though Japanese women are working well, one, lower number of female executive members, two, M shaped curve, three, wage gap between women and men. Four, big ratio of female part time employee. Five, large income gap between women and men. Japanese women work over an average of the OECD.、Uh, red line is Japan. There is an M shaped curve.
reasons why the M shape curve remains. The way of thinking that women support to do housework and child care. Japanese men don't do the, these works. Long working hours. Women cannot work long hours as men. And 60% of women quit their jobs after having the first child. Japanese husbands don't do housekeeping and child care. <laughs> One of seven husbands of full-time employed wives do not do any household chore. One out of three husbands do up to 10% of household chores. Large working hours of full-time workers. About 17% of male full-time workers in 30s and 40s spend more than 60 hours a week at work. 60% of women quit their jobs after having the first child. Female executives of Japan are very low. All right. Recently, uh, Korea passed Japan <laughs> high. And wage gap, big wage gap. The worst is uh, Korea. The second, Estonia. Third, Japan. Uh, even full-time women get only... 71% of men's salary. Uh, in Japan, there is a significant wage gap between full-time worker and part-time worker. Part-time worker. Part-time part female workers get only half of full-time men workers. Violet areas are full-time workers. Female full-time workers rarely take a full-time job after quitting anymore. It's not M shape. Uh, it's a Japanese he. <laughs> and uh, the number of female part-time workers increased year by year. And in 2005, the number of female part-time workers passed the number of female full-time workers. After that, the gap has been becoming wider. This graph shows the income gap between women and men. It's very large. Uh, what does this show? 60% of women quit their jobs after having their first child. There is a large wage gap between men, women and men. There is a wage gap between full-time and part-time workers. Impoverishment of women and poverty. Women are considered as temporary workers. Only half of regular working hours and receive one quarter of a full-time male worker's wage. Poverty of women, single mother, household, elderly women. Now, the female labor force in Japan is getting worldwide attention. Total number of women seeking employment is 3 million and 30,000. This is very big. And this M shape. And this is searching job. How can the, uh, how can the Abe cabinet shine these women? The, the act of promotion of women's partner, uh, participation and advancement in the workplace 
this law will be enforced at next April the 1st. This law, yeah. Uh, large business must make a plan to promote women employees. They must disclose their plans. Both national and local governments must must their plans to promote women uh, women officers. And now, Ms. Takengawa, director of the Gender Equality Bureau Cabinet Office, is making the fourth fourth gender gender equality basic plan. Maybe in this December, the plan will be approved by the Abe Cabinet. Uh, now I'm president of BPW Japan. This is a uh, general information, our information, and uh, uh, one of our event is Equal Pay Day campaign to decrease decrease pay gap between women and men. This is our demonstration in front of one of our events is Equal Pay Day campaign to decrease pay gap between women and men. This is a demonstration in front of Tokyo Station. Uh, another po uh, project is education for young such as to send interns to UNCSW. They are the member of this year. Uh, we have side events at UNCSW with Japanese government. This is Hamashiro's auditorium in UN. Uh, uh, young BPW activities uh, in Japan. Young speech contest since 2003. Uh, we have national meeting once a year, and this is a photo of this year. This vi this woman <laughs> next to me is uh, an <laughs> astronaut Chiaki Mukai. She was our special speaker. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Yuki Tsuji. I'm from Toka University in Kanagawa Prefecture. Um, I'm teaching politics and especially gender and politics in Japan. So I'm talking about the relationship uh, between women's policy, party politics, and state structure in Japan. Current Prime Minister Abe Shinzo have promoted policies for women's advancement in Japanese society since December 2012. Uh, actually, it was surprising for some people, including me, and especially to feminists, <laughs> because uh, feminists uh, considered uh, Abe-san was and still is considered the most conservative politicians, uh, even within the LDP, in such issues as the uh, constitutional amendment, national security, and gender equality. However, Prime Minister repeatedly promised not only to voters, but also, but also to the international society that he would promote women's active participation in the labor market and decision-making. But at the same time, as uh, Natori-sensei has uh, explained to us, outcome of these policies is still unclear. For example, female employment is certainly expanding, but most of them are non-regular employment. And it's also pointed out that the poverty among single women is very serious in Japan. 
Looking at this situation, I will try to answer these following questions. Where does the idea of women's advancement policies come from? What are the political motivations behind gender turn of his cabinet? And thirdly, can these policies be effective? And I try to uh, look at uh, uh, these uh, questions by paying attention to the competition between polit political parties and also to the restructuring of the state institutions for promoting gender equality. Uh, here are the contents of uh, the paper. Okay, uh, first perspective. To see Japanese case from a comparative perspective, we should look at the political leaders of conservative parties. Frankenstein argues that initiative by political leaders in conservative parties is a motivating factor in changing gender and family policies. For example, Prime Minister Merkel was a key person who modernized family policies inside the CDU for the purpose of regaining support from women at the younger generations. Frankenstein and Lee calls uh, Britain, Germany, and South Korea latecomer countries, since these countries began modernization of gender and family policies recently, uh, especially after the 1980s. And these countries are situated under difficult conditions surrounding welfare policies, such as the progress of globalization, demographic changes, and financial austerity. But they found that position shift of conservative parties in these countries came from inter-party competition for voters' support. In, order, uh, in addition to that, they argue that establishment of agreement between employers and female workers was an enhancing factor in gender model shift in these countries because employers' acceptance to share the cost of a program is very important. In Japan, the role of conservative parties may be larger than the above latecomer countries because liberal, Democra uh, liberal Democratic Party had dominated the government position for a long time. LDP, in cooperation with bureaucrats and industry organizations, developed so-called Japanese-style welfare regime, uh, which had assumed the separate gender model as one of core principles. But party politics is not the entire picture. We should also look at the state structure because quantity and quality of policy output and policy outcome depend on the state structure. Since 1990s, Japanese governments have reformed the state structure in various ways. While fiscal restraint policies based on neoliberal ideology have been the basic line of reforms, Government also have uh, faced with the emergence of new social risks such as elderly care and child care. To resolve these contradicting demand, the state structure has been transformed. So we expect that the promotion of gender equality policy is also affected by the change of state structure in Japan. Okay, next, I will briefly uh, describe how the policy of women's advancement developed. The idea of women's advancement policy was originated in the era of Koizumi cabinet. Koizumi Junichiro, who led the LDP from 2001 to 2006, was considered the most successful populist prime minister in Japanese political history. Uh, he pursued controversial neoliberal reforms of Japan's regime. 
Although Koizumi administration is remembered for his maverick personality and its neoliberal policies, including the privatization of postal services, his cabinet should also be marked by the commitment to an idea of gender equality and also a policy for the advancement of women. Koizumi cabinet decided to take a positive action approach with the aim of increasing the share of women in leadership positions to at least 30% by 2020 in all fields in society. Now it's called uh, 2030. The core principle of women's advancement policies at that time was the expansion of female,、uh, female workforce. And、uh, the government introduced some measures to support women who Want to take new challenge in the public sphere, including the labor market and other areas. After Koizumi, Japan underwent a shift of government party in 2009 and in 2012. And intra party discussion on women's policy developed inside the LDP while the party was in opposition. The key person behind the change of women's policy in LDP was a female diet member, Koike Yuriko.、Okay. And I had met her yesterday and I made some interview with her only 30 minutes because she was very、uh, busy.、Uh, but、uh, I had some uh, insight, uh, uh, some perspective from inside. Uh, Koike started her political career in 1992. At that time, she ran, for she ran for office from newly created party named Japan New Party. So basically, she was a challenger to the LDP at that time. Since then, Koike joined New Frontier Party and switched to New Conservative Party. And、uh, finally, she became a member of the LDP in 2002 when Koizumi was the president of the LDP. She has specialized in foreign policies, national security policies, energy and economic policies. She has not been so active in the field of gender equality policy. Also, although she said、uh, yesterday that she has always thought that women's participation. Women's participation in the economy is indispensable for the nation's sustainability. But he, he took some, st-、uh, some, uh, some uh, uh, but he was not so active in that field、uh, during her、uh, political career. But her stance towards women's policy changed after LDPs、uh, defeated to DPJ in 2009. In 2012, Koike and other members of LDP established a special mission committee inside the LDP in order to deliberate on policy ideas for, for promoting women's advancement in society. Koike served a chairperson to the committee and compiled seven proposals for women's advancement. And、uh, Koike、uh, wrote the paper summarizing these proposals and、uh, sent Uh, this paper to candidates who ran for the LDP's presidential election. And she asked these candidates to incorporate her and the committee's idea into their election pledges.、Uh, most candidates, including Abe, did so. And finally, Abe won the presidential election of the LDP and became the new LDP leader in September 2012. Three points in the committee's new policy idea distinguishes themselves from the previous ones.
First, Koike defined women's policy as economic policy rather than social policy or uh, equality issues. Secondly, Koike insisted that in order to promote women in the workplace, persuading top executives of business world is a faster route. Thirdly, Koike tried to justify policy changes inside the party by linking women's point of view to the reconstruction of the LDP after its defeat to the DPJ in 2009. As a women's point of view, Koike and the committee uh, chose a particular type of women. The committee invited female CEOs and economists for the hearings in the committee. Koike and the committee seemed consciously chose this type of women who are uh, uh, a little different from those uh, in trade unions or women's advocacy groups which have been connected to leftist parties. After becoming prime minister for his second term, uh, time, Abe released outline of Abenomics and in which he defined women's active participation as a core strategy for growth. Abe's women's policy aims at the full utilization of the female labor. Policy contents include expansion of childcare services, support programs for women's, uh, uh, women's early employment, promotion of work-life balance policy, and encouraging private companies to appoint more women to the higher positions. So Abe follows the basic course of recommendation by Koike and the committee. He defined women's policy as an economic policy and persuaded top executives in the economic world to cooperate with the government in achieving its policy goals. Abe himself met with the leaders of the three biggest business associations in the prime minister's office, and he requested their cooperation by asking that uh, please appoint women to board members and management positions in all of the listed companies. To start, I ask these companies to appoint at least one woman to the board member. Business leaders accepted Prime Minister's request. Uh, on the other hand, it should be noted that Prime Minister and his cabinet did not adopt all of policy ideas proposed by Koike. There is a strong opposition inside LDP to the introduction of quota system to increase women's representatives and also opposition to the stronger regulation of working hours. And Abe does not seem to have an intention to propel them into actions. Abe does not intend to change family law, which has normalized traditional family system either. So uh, he uh, chose particular ideas uh, uh, from the uh, recommendation by Koike and the cabinet. Why has Abe changed his position towards women's policy? The biggest reason is because there is no other choice. Uh, considering the declining population, uh, expanding female workforce is an only feasible option for Japanese government. At the same time, however, I argue that there are political factors behind policy change. So we look at party uh, competition. 
Uh, when the presidential election inside LDP was held in September 2012, Abe was one of the five candidates. He was never able to be optimistic about the, the results of the election. There were two rounds of voting to elect the president. In the first round, Abe ranked second as shown in the left picture, but he never won the largest votes among the Diet member nor among local party members. Abe won the second round of voting participated only by the Diet member, but it was by only a narrow margin. Abe recognized that he stood on a weak support base within the party and it's imperative for him to strengthen his fragile foundation. One way to preserve his position as the LDP, pres LDP president was to keep high rates of approval by the general public. Since selection of party president in LDP became more and more relied on the party members' judgment of the president's popularity among voters, especially after the change of election rule in uh, 1994. Recognizing them, Abe devoted himself to economic recovery during his first term, and it increased his popularity among voters and business circles. What kind of reverse Abe cabinet can expect by promoting women's advancement policy? First, maybe favorable responses from the international market and from working women. In addition to that, I argue that Abe cabinet uses women's policy as a measure to keep high popularity among voters, which might decline, resulting from the controversial national security policy. Uh, here is circumstantial evidence. As this figure shows, Abe cabinet has been proud of relatively high approval rates among voters. However, it has experienced several times of falls. Most of these falls happened when Abe cabinet made a political decision to change Japan's national security scheme. The first fall was July 2014 when the cabinet decided to change the governmental interpretation of the constitution by which the use of the right to collective self-defense would allowed. The rates fell under 50% for the first time the rates, but the rates be recovered after Abe appointed five female ministers to his cabinet in September. Uh, however, it dropped again next month, uh, which is the number two of this figure, when the two of these female ministers resigned themselves from office due to financial scandals. The third fall is February 2015, this year. During this month, LDP and its coalition partner, Komeito, discussed on revising national security legislation to expand overseas operation of Japan's self-defense forces. The first decline started in July 2015, uh, when the national security bill was submitted to the Diet by the Cabinet and which was approved in the lower house of the Diet and after in the upper house of the Diet. In sum, falls of approval rates by the public correspond to the Cabinet's decision to shift national security regime and change the interpretation of the Constitution in terms of the collective self-defense right. As indicated in opinion polls, especially female voters tend to oppose a Abe's decision to change the national security scheme. 
Therefore, women's advancement policy can be a useful instrument for Abe and his cabinet because it could attract a group of voters, especially women, who are not comfortable with the policy to change existing national security scheme, but who would favor, who would favor promotion of gender equality. But can we expect that these policies are effective for realization of gender equality? Maybe we should think about state structure to answer that. Since 1990s, Japan experienced reforms of political institutions repeatedly. Contents of reforms include three courses of orientation. First, there was an institutional change aiming at the centralization of decision-making power in the cabinet within the central government, vis-a-vis government party and bureaucracy. Secondary, it promoted decentralization of powers and fiscal responsibilities toward local governments in policy planning and its implementation. Thirdly, we see outsourcing of policy implementation towards the market and or non-profit sectors. Then what are the results of this restructuring? Because of centralization, cabinet has more influence on which aspects are more focused among various gender issues. And secondly, because of decentralization, local governments are, have more responsibilities for making action plans. So their will and capacity are crucial in degree and quality of policy output. Sadly, uh, because of outsourcing, policy outcome may depend on social actors' understanding and behavior. What do we observe now in gender equality promotion? Firstly, I think Abe cabinet pri- prioritizes women's labor force participation over the realization of equality. And maybe gender equality bureau has to follow his uh, direction. Uh, Secondly, implementation of gender equality policies are diverse among local governments. For example, the rate of towns and villages which have have set plans for gender equality is only 50% as of April 2014. So there are diversity among regions. And thirdly, outsourcing may lead to depoliticization uh, which means, uh, for example, a selection of uh, program operating body, uh, which is an organization which operates a program for women and children and family in the local level, uh, such as women's center and child care facilities, is now more based on the market principle, like efficiency of service provision. And secondary, decision-making in implementation may become uh, invisible. It may be accompanied by changes of decision-makers from bureaucrats and politicians to specialists, business leaders, and sometimes citizens and NGOs. We are not sure whether it's good for gender equality because it depends on whether these new decision-makers in society have sympathy uh, with gender equality issues. So to conclude, uh, what are the lessons for us from this observation? Impact of political parties seems to be growing with the political leadership's conscious choice 
motivated by structural and institutional changes. And secondly, we should pay more attention to women's political representation inside the Conservative Party. Because in order to change Japanese politics, maybe, probably, it's very important uh, that female members uh, inside the LDP are supporting gender equality. And they have more power and more voice inside the party. And finally, considering decentralization and outsourcing, consensus building on gender equality in wider society is important for securing the outcome of policy. And thank you very much. <laughs>